Good evening, Disney friends, family, everybody else that's joining us today. Uh, if you're snowed in in the Northeast, um, send some of that our way. We kind of missed the boat on the snow the last time it came through. Um, but this is the Disney Planning Insights podcast. I am Matt. We are going to bring on Peter from Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel here in a little bit. Let's hit our social media accounts real quick and we'll get over to Peter. And if you want to join in on the conversation over on Facebook at DPI Podcast, on Twitter at Disney Insights, and you can find us on YouTube, on Instagram, on all kinds of stuff right now. Um, as we build content and build our following, definitely check us out on all of those things. So definitely want to bring on Peter now um, from Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. And Peter, how are you doing tonight? Hi, is this thing is this thing on? Uh yeah, it's on. You're good. Um, all the all the technical stuff was taken care of before the podcast this time. I'm just concerned after our outing last week that Hey, 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 hey come on. <laughs> come on. Actually, I guess I should be more concerned about the footage we tried to record on Saturday that went through a whole stinking episode and then it was gone. <laughs> Come on, don't 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 bring up don't bring up bad memories. Um, so, in in all reality, there is a lot going on around Walt Disney World right now. Um, so let's start over in Disneyland because there's a couple things going on over there um, that make some news. So first off is going to be the Legacy Passholder Program. So Disneyland canceled their annual passhole annual passes. Uh, last week, the week before, something like that. And, um, after they did that, all of a sudden they came out with this legacy pass holder thing. And basically all it says is that if you were a pass holder when coronavirus hit on March the 10th of last year, I believe is the date that they will honor you as a legacy pass holder. Um, Really, all that means is that you have the ability to experience the pass holder things um, that you would normally get as a pass holder. And the first of those looks like, um, well, there's a discount right now on merchandise at Downtown Disney. But they're having a pass holder event for the opening of the new Star Wars gift shop in downtown Disney. Um, so what do you know about that, Peter? Uh, pretty much what you just said, uh, a couple of discounts kind of unsure, uh, like where this goes in the future in terms of what, what, what does this ultimately mean to those pass holders? Um, I look, I look at this as like, you know, Disneyland sort of like offering the olive branch. I'm sure with the sudden cancellation I cannot imagine what the phone lines and email inboxes looked like of customer service agents over there at the uh, Anaheim location. So 
to me, this seems like, uh, okay, okay, we get it, we get it. Here's, here's a little bit and more is coming. We'll figure it out as we go, but no, we didn't mean to leave you high and dry. Um, you know, kind of like what I mentioned last week, it already seems like Disneyland is, is trying to put into the works a new type of pass holder system, whatever that ends up, you know, turning into, uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. Yeah. And, and really, uh, with this membership, and we talked a bit, little bit about it last week, and definitely check out that episode if you haven't already either. Um, you can check it out here on Facebook or over on the podcast platform. We talked about kind of this legacy pass holder program and the email that Disney sent out to uh, pass holders from before, basically going over some of their ideas for the new option. But definitely check that out and and, and listen to that. But you know, moving forward, I think pass holding is going to be a whole lot different. And I think it's going to come to definitely both of the state's parks. Who knows what's going to happen overseas? But I think I think this is just kind of setting setting the tone for a big change with pass holders at Walt Disney World as well. Yeah, but potentially we don't. Well, I mean, still, I, I'm still trying my pass at Walt Disney World lapsed a month before coronavirus and I chose not to renew it. But now I'm sitting here. I went in fall break. I got a trip with you in a few weeks. My family's talking about going again. I'm sitting here like trying to at least get me back because I'm going to easily spend more than a pass in park tickets this year. And uh, yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing with new. Um, I know they are still individuals who lapsed after March 10th or whatever it was, they are still trying to actively recover those people at Walt Disney World. So they are allowing you, if your pass lapsed after March, that you can renew your pass. And they are even actively looking and reaching out to those those pass holders and saying, would you like to reactivate your pass or not? Um, but no new pass sales there. So exactly like you speculated, we just don't know where uh, that's going to go with pass holders across all of the Disney properties around the world. Um, in other news of Disneyland this last week, they recalled a whole bunch of hospitality employees. So a couple hundred employees got recalled. So kind of what we've been talking about on the podcast for the last you know month or so with California reopening, as it were. Um, Disneyland has gotten the all clear to operate their downtown Disney and their restaurant side of, as you and I talked about California adventure. So we might see things like Carthy circle and, um, Trattoria wine country start to open back up and that news out of Disney recalling all of those employees, uh, really seems to support that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're I, I think we're getting close to a couple announcements here in the states. First, Disney Cruise Line they've got three of the four boats um, in in dock at Cape Canaveral right now in Port Canaveral, and I think I think we're pretty close to hearing, uh, hey, we're going to soft launch early May and pick up regular cruises mid May if everything goes well. Um, and- Oh yeah, I'm 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 gonna wish this and will this all the way to to June the sixth. Um, of a certain travel date. 
<laughs> and, and then the other thing is we're, we're going to hear something on Disneyland. I would imagine here in the next couple of months, as far as a, you know, late June, early July, probably, Hey, we're coming back. I mean, I think Newsom's doing everything he can right now to save his seat. And I think one of the things that has to be done is Disneyland has to open. Yeah, Disneyland, you have to say, like, California tourism in general. Because exactly, you know, exactly. Talk about, like, the whole northern wine country area. You've got to imagine the pressure that all of those businesses are putting on. I mean, yeah, I for a, for a state that thrives as much on tourism as California does, it's... Uh, Exactly like you said, they, they, they've got to be hurting. you got to get that up and running. Um, yeah, so moving other places have proven that you can do so in a relatively safe manner. Moving back across the country and back to Walt Disney World, um, we got news this week of three restaurants that are going to be closing, and it's basically going to be part-time closes um, for basically capacity control. So these are going to be Tomorrowland Terrace, the Lunching Pad, and Westward Ho. Um, basically all they're going to do is they're going to not be open Monday through Thursday. They're going to open back up Friday through Sunday and basically be those overflow capacity restaurants. Um, all this points to is there Disney isn't expecting crowds during the week. A lot of schools are going back. A lot of, a, a lot of things are getting closer to normal to where people aren't taking as many midweek trips again. So they're getting back to that normal kind of downturn prior to uh, spring break. So this just makes sense um, for them to to close these restaurants and, and not not waste the money to have them open. So, yeah, I think so. Especially, I think the biggest thing that this points to is, like you said, first of all, we are entering Disney's down season, and then couple on top of that that the park capacities are still sitting at limited quantities so you imagine you know what does it take to run that westward host stand with that's really nothing more than you know a couple of little snack finger foods a popcorn maker and and maybe a couple of, of frozen treats so why am i going to waste the two to three cast members there when i can move into other places case in point in just three short days tom sawyer island and the liberty boat or the Liberty Bell are reopening. So um, we have those attractions coming back at the end of this week for this weekend. So Yeah, and uh, I actually I actually had that on my list to talk about because those are gonna open about a month early. Right. Um and then, you know, there was a ton of action on Tron today, which is the first time that there's been like a flurry of activity there in a while. And um then we've just have the people mover that's been an absolute cluster for some reason in this refurb, whatever they're doing. Cluster for, and I was like, oh my God, he is. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to drop an F bomb on the four. air. Cluster <laughs> four. Okay. Woo. Like, folks, you got to warn the kiddos. <laughs> you get one before you got to call it R rated. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, Last week, a couple of the people mover cars ran into each other. Um, they just can't figure out this new magnet system that they have pulling the cars. If it's, I don't know if it's like a a master master control issue or if it's pieces of the track issue or what's going on. 
I don't even know why they messed with it. They took favorite. There is nothing better than a hot day at Disney, hopping on the people mover and getting a nice 10 minute ride. Uh, getting in the backside of Space Mountain. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey. just a great, great place to kind of get, get out of that Florida sun. I mean, when you're, when you're going there, basically anytime from like April through November, it's, you need those places. You need those air conditioned places, those shaded places, those places that are kind of out of the crowds to where you can get some air and get, you know, get cooled down. I, and the right. people mover is definitely one of those things. Yeah, it's nice. It rolls around. I, I don't know what it is. Probably like seven, nine miles an hour or something like that. Just nice little breeze. Um, <clears throat> along with kind of everything that we're saying, it, it, since we're talking about Magic Kingdom right now, a lot of it just kind of points to exactly what you said. We're just kind of in the downtime of year. This is the best time ever you know, normally if clients reached out to me and said, when's the best time to go? I would say late January, early February, but let's avoid the race weekends. And outside of that, I would say late August, early September, but now it's 110 degrees at 6 a.m. So have fun with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is, this is like normally the slowest time to go to Disney. So taking away those couple of restaurants makes sense. Bringing back some new attractions when you're going to be able to have limited capacity to see how things like social distancing on the little log boats over to Tom Sawyer Island, um, people clumping around the couple of main attractions at Tom Sawyer Island, um, spacing out on the Liberty Bell. You know, all of this stuff just makes sense to bring it back right now and kind of Along those lines, we see Disney announcing that sometime this month, the teacups are going to be down for repainting and refurbishment. Sometime early next month, we're going to have the Swiss Family Treehouse down for some touch-up painting and mild refurbishment. So just a whole bunch, kind of like you were saying with the Tron, this whole sort of Flurry of activity, striking all the irons hot, low crowds, still keeping things at capacity, which does kind of, I don't know, to me, it's its like good news on the horizon that our population between the number of cases we had and the number of vaccinations we're able to get to, the vaccinations continue, we're, we're slowly cresting, you know, we're slowly getting to the crest of this hill, I feel like, and um I made the joke today. Somebody said the phrase hindsight is 2020. And I said, I think that originated from a time traveler who was trying to warn us to watch out for 2020. <laughs> and, and at some point, hopefully this year, we're going to look back and we're going to say hindsight was literally 2020. Thank God it's in our hindsight. Yeah. Right. So um, it, all of this, like, Let's touch this up. Let's put this little bit of money into here. Let's spruce this up. Tells me that kind of with your inkling on Disneyland a moment ago, are we going to start seeing things like full park hopping back to normal? The, uh, the, the getting rid of the park pass system because capacity is no longer as big of an issue. Or maybe they run capacity, but maybe phase one closure happens at 50% instead of 70% where it normally would. 
Yeah. You know, that's a that's a really, really easy thing to do for Disney to remove some of these restrictions, but still manage risk and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see as we continue to move forward for the next few months. Yeah, in other construction news, we've got a couple of pools closing, uh, sh- just short times. The Hippy Dippy Pool over at yeah, Pop Century. Ours is closing. Yeah, yeah. It just says through early March. So yeah, I better be able to walk across Generation Gap and get in the one at Pop, or better yeah. yet, Skyliner Meter Caribbean. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, what's it called? The Kiki Tiki Splash Play area over at the Polynesian is also uh, shutting down for a few weeks. It says sometime in February through March. So, of course, Disney extremely vague on the construction timeline on that. So, a couple of pools if you are going. Uh, Really, the last thing I've got is Disney is asking groups of 10 or more. um, And, yeah, we're we're looking at UCAST members. that aren't on duty that come to the park in large groups and in other large groups. But uh, it seems to be that we see a lot of cast members that hang out in humongous groups at the parks. Uh, Disney's asking you guys to uh, split up into smaller groups to uh, help with the social distancing concerns at the parks, especially at restaurants and in the queue line. So just something that came out from Disney this week that said, Hey, um, we should probably watch that. Uh, Really, what's uh, what else do we got going on, Peter? I know we we just crushed this. The funny thing is, everybody thinks, "Wow, the way this show just happened, they were a well-oiled machine." We didn't talk at all before this. No, <laughs> we, we just we just, <laughs> we just played off each other perfectly. Oh yeah, speaking of that, oh yeah, speaking yeah, of that. yeah. P- Peter, uh, I guess Peter texts me at like ten after seven and says, "Hey, am I ever going to get a, an invite for the show?" <laughs> Right, right. You uh, zooming me in here, or am I just sitting here with my setup for nothing? Uh, I in big news. My favorite painting is Starry Night, and I just got a a version <laughs> of it with Aladdin and Jasmine flying on magic carpet in Starry Night. So that's pretty big news in my life. Um, I guess the last big Disney news is that. Um, Yesterday was the first day for the History of Jazz um, uh, brand new sort of immersive show in the American Pavilion over in Epcot. So um, telling perfect time to launch it. It's called the Soulful Jazz Experience or the Soul of a... Oh, maybe it's the Soul of American Heritage. The, The Soul of American Jazz. There we go. I was like, there's, there's... Because they played the words on Soul. Yeah. Uh, So all of this coinciding really, really well with the release of Soul in January, the beginning of Black History Month, all of this great stuff to highlight the jazz experience and all of those cultural contributions that that's played into American history. Um, So I am really looking forward when we are in Epcot to go walk through and and check out what that show and exhibit is all about to kind of see what's going on there. Um, my kids are huge fans of the movie Soul. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times we've watched Soul. I cannot tell you. Well, and that that exhibit is going to be really cool because it's got some original um, uh, composition work, you know, that 
from from some of the original legends of jazz and it's All got of one of original composition that's the point of jazz yeah and then um louis armstrong's uh trumpet is on display in the exhibition as well so really My cool own... I- i'm looking forward to it as well um it yeah. is definitely something that i've got on our radar um when we go down there for sure so my only critique on the movie soul is that instead of the last scene being him walking out of his place be the last scene walking into your classroom because it was apparent the whole movie that he was doing a much bigger thing by being a teacher than he was by being a musician and he comes to that realization but then they make the last scene walking out of his apartment and breathing the fresh air make it walking into that classroom with a new outlook <laughs> that's just the that's just the teacher in me the fact that you know it gets it gets you know just brushed aside so much in our culture and unromanticized and everything else it would have been fantastic for this amazing movie to it already did a a good job in the behind the scenes romanticizing it a little bit but to just flat out fully go for it and just have you know just have Mr. Gardner walking in that last day you know, just smile on his face, Connie waiting for him. Yeah. So, um, really, I mean, the next, the next big thing we've got to look forward to with Disney releases is what Raya and the last dragon. The biggest thing that I have to look forward to right now is Ratatouille opening in February. If Ratatouille doesn't open in February. Ooh, yeah, I see. I'm willing the cruise. You're willing. You're willing Ratatouille. You're just wanting me to get hit by my wife. First of all, I was willing Disneyland to reopen in some capacity last year, and then ended up going to Disney World for fall break. So ask me how well that one went, Gavin Newsom. <laughs> all right. Um, so coming up this week on the DPI podcast across the across the platforms tomorrow is our um photo release so we will have a new original photo releasing um and it'll be across all of our platforms also we have living with the land the holiday edition um it is going to go live on the youtube channel i i don't know why you're shaking your head it is awesome that's such a good it's already a good ride and then the holiday edition just blows it away it's just so fun it's so festive uh I'm shaking my head because, like, oh, such a good ride. Such a good ride. <laughs> um, are we doing any taping this weekend? I think so. Yeah, and I might uh, just kind of a, a tease coming in. I may, for those of you that don't know this, which is all of you because I've never said this on the show before, uh, I, am a, I am also a huge board game enthusiast. And so the other day um, – like we're, we're talking, I have over a hundred board games. So uh, the other day I was just sitting there. I was like, wait a minute. Why don't I just like take these two? My goal is to, uh, I have like eight or nine games that are Disney themed. And my goal is to like work through some uh, board game reviews and talk about what's great about them and talk about the strategy and how to play and what level of, of people you should invite to the table and what level of board game ability those people should be. Um, so for those of you looking to kind of enhance your Disney experience, my wife hates, hates the game Monopoly, but we are proud owners of the Disney edition of Monopoly because that's okay. Because that's okay. Uh, 
So that'll be coming out hopefully. So absolutely willing to tape some more stuff this weekend for sure. Um, might even might even dabble in in the first edition of of that sort of special as well. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see. What yeah, happens. and we we've got we've got the fur the the two episodes for Epcot uh, on tape now. We've got the kids except for Brayden. Uh, on on tape for the points of view for Splash Mountain, Alien Swirling, Swirling Saucers. So we've got a lot coming. Um, we are waiting for a little bit of B-roll that is going to be obtained on this next trip. But uh, we've got everything on tape and currently in the editing process. So be on the lookout for a lot of new stuff coming from the DPI podcast here in the future. Um, but Peter, thanks for coming on tonight. Um, again, Lots going on at the parks. Stay tuned. Every Tuesday, we'll be on telling you what's going on um, for the DPI News and Notes show. And every other Thursday, Allie or Brayden or Bryce or somebody will be on with me or Peter or some combination. We may have like Hollywood Squares or something. And, you know. <laughs> the Brady. <laughs> and, and, and figure it out. So, um Thanks for watching. Definitely check us out over on Facebook at DPI Podcast, on Twitter at Disney Insights, and on the YouTube channel, the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Uh, Thank you all for watching tonight. You guys all have a good day. Stay safe, and we will see you at the parks real soon. Maybe.